right, here we here we go. I guess. God, I hate these. You know. I was gonna say, you got a plan for how to start this one, or are we just gonna kind of like softly roll into it? And no, I'll 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 get it going. I just have to like gear myself up, you know. Get the get the pizzazz going, right? Because I'm, I'm very flat. There's something I got to work on, you know. You need like a good. You need like a good intro, like you know, like for for. Uh... The morning show, I always say good morning, and for my own personal show, yeah. I always go all right. So I know, like, but... you need you need a shtick. You need something that you do to like kick the show off, or, or like have a big like boulder behind you and just reach back and roll it and be like, here we Dude, are. I need a gong. Dung. <laughs> all right, welcome, welcome back to uh, Empty Tomb, episode two. Your your fantastically. Well equipped. Uh, no, I can't say that here. <laughs> it's your show. Uh, you can say whatever you want. No, I can't say that. <laughs> we'll edit that out in post. No. I'll just... <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Empty Tomb, episode number two. I am your fantastic host, Ben Pangy, here with my my fantastic co-host, Justin Campbell. Welcome back, Justin. Long time no see. How you been? Not too bad. <laughs> Hanging in there, surviving, yes. getting through. Yes, on very little sleep as usual. Yeah, that's, I I don't know, man. I I I don't envy you, but uh, you know, I guess I guess you do what you do. Um. Yeah, so what are, what are we talking about today? Because um, you sent you sent me another article, and and as is my my usual, I neglected to read it. I read the title and the uh the sub the subtitle. And uh, no, I, I actually read it. I read it. I did. Um, look, I got it printed out. It's got like coffee stains on. It's actually actually kombucha stains. I have kombucha stains on it. Um, and uh, you really are. A so, <laughs> hey man, I I I, I was I, I made some tea because I, I I did a kombucha, and then I like to flavor it a little bit with like extra tea. And but you can't put the oils in with like straight kombucha because it'll it'll kill your scoby over time, and so. I dumped the tea into the bottle and the funnel, but I dumped it from a like a coffee mug and you know it trickled out the backside and spilled all over. But it is what it is. So what how did how did you find this one? Psychologists are learning what religion has known for years. How, how did you find this dad boy? If I had an explanation for how I find half the articles <laughs> I find, I I don't know. Like I don't I don't know if it's the algorithm because of the things that I comment on and the things I share and, and look at and whatever, but stuff like this just seems to like pop up and it's, it's usually stuff that I find really interesting. I don't know if anybody else does, but uh, so like the headline for this one is, I can, I guess I can pull it up for those who watch the video. Uh, the headline for this one is psychologists are learning what religion has known for years. Social scientists are researching what humans can do to improve their quality of life their findings echo what religious practices perfected centuries ago. It's like, okay, so when I see that, um, I'm like, okay, what are what are they talking about? Like, what are what are they researching? What are psychologists looking at that that they're starting to find religious connections to? Uh, something that I've talked about before in my Substack is the difference between uh, therapists and counselors. 
Like therapists are not in the business of actually solving problems. They're in the business of making you feel good and prescribing you stuff that also makes you feel good. Whereas a counselor, especially like a good Christian counselor is going to be more focused on the root cause where your problem is and finding a, uh, finding a way to address the problem, getting to a higher calling, you know, like actually fixing stuff. And so, you know, when psychologists are learning stuff from religion, that that kind of uh, catches my eye, and I want to I want to take a look at it. Of course, like once, uh, I mean, within two paragraphs, it's pretty cringy, but there is some interesting stuff in here. You're muted. You're still muted. What what's going on, man? I don't know if I should edit that out or just leave my boomerness in, but um, this this <laughs> this article it, it wasn't as bad as the last one. Uh, I'll say that. I think it, uh, yes, I um, agree with that. It it uh, it did. It was it was a little bit better. Um, the thing I one thing I am kind of I won't. I'd like to, but I won't. I just don't have time. Um, it's from a book, right? How How God Works, The Science Behind the Benefits of Religion by David Destino. Destino. Um, and yeah, that's 2021. So it's it's out there. Um, but it just, I'm curious to see like, you know, where, where he goes with it, right? Um, where it kind of ends up. Um, I mean, I, I have a general conclusion from it, which I, I think, you know, I'll, I'll wait to give just because I feel like it would, it would kill the show. You know, just kind of like one and done. So we'll, we'll drag it out for everybody because that's that's what they came for. But um, what was what was what are some of your thoughts on it? What, what stuck out for you? Early on, some of the things that really stuck out were. Uh, so, number one, the this first line of the second paragraph where it says science and religion have often been at odds. I always mm. find that odd and also not, uh, not very historically accurate. Uh, a lot of science was, uh, a lot of science sprung out of faith and religion. out of spirituality and out of a desire to learn more about God's creation to, to discover his secrets and to become closer to him and stuff like that. Like a lot of the, a lot of the great scientists of history were devoutly Christian. So, and, and not only that, but also a lot of uh, Hindu, Buddhist, Muslim, like very devoutly religious uh, scholarly mm -hmm. people. So the, the whole like science and religion are at odds with each other and can't, can't coexist. That's, that's entirely made up by the anti-religious scientific crowd. That's not based on any sort of history or fact. Yeah, that's 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 what I was going to add there. I think like when when you see that, whenever I see that, science and religion have often been at odds. Like it's they might be at odds. Like in today's world, it seems like you know you, you can't have both. Either you believe in science or you believe in God, um, and I, it it hasn't always been that way. And I don't think it needs to be that way i think if you if you think that way right if you think like you can only have one or the other like you're you're already you're already starting kind of in a wrong in the wrong place right i mean like because these two things are totally intertwined i mean just 
just because we have some understanding of of something we want some phenomenon right that we don't understand and we figure it out it's like oh wow science i mean okay or you know it was it's already been figured out and we just didn't understand it you know what i mean like it it's already been in place and now we've figured out why um that doesn't necessarily mean like it exists because because of science you know um well and no matter how much explanation you can give to why certain things happen or how certain things happen there are still literally miracles that happen in today's world that science has no explanation for there's there is no way to to verify or put into like statistics or even a research project how some things happen and how it works it just happens like i'm uh, married and have four kids i mean yeah (laughs) that 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 is a example number one but yeah i mean especially in especially in like third world countries and stuff like that like places that aren't as technologically advanced as we are miracles are still very common it's it's sort of seems like um I don't know if it's, I don't know if this is the right way to word it, but, but like in the places that have figured out how to do things using science, God kind of allows us to do it that way. And in the mm-hmm. places that haven't figured that out or don't have access to that kind of stuff, God has more of an intervention in healing and curing and, you know, doing things miraculously. It's like, if we can figure it out, then cool. I guess it takes a little bit off of his plate, That's- maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's i think that's that's a rabbit hole i want to explore one day um it just um, i need to put in some serious reading into that because i think there's i think when you look back at like old testament stuff um and you you like there's that whole idea that right like technology kind of caused some of the sin caused some of the demise of of man turned sort of the uh evilness sort of um that that in some some schools i think it's like you know that was sort of the reason that that we needed a flood right it was because like some of this we just got too advanced we got too far ahead of ourselves um and so i i really want to dig into that because that's that's a curious thing to think about right like you see these miracles in these places that are more reliant on on a supernatural power that are more willing to accept the the existence of a supernatural power. Whereas in places like, you know, first world countries where we we depend on on science and we, you know, depend on our scientists and all our technology, um, like we we've cut out any possibility of any sort of supernatural thing. Um, you know, I mean, cryptids are the are the only thing that's really you know acceptable in in american culture as far as like anomalies to to our understanding of the world go um so i, I don't know i want i want to go there one day put that as a as a side note and <laughs> say so you're uh you're setting us up for a bunch of stuff we had a, a side note on the first episode as well for uh did we future topic yeah. i forgot already <laughs> start writing these down uh, I should. so the the next thing that kind of struck me going back to the article was uh there's the the very next line after the the one about science and religion being at odds is if we remove the theology the views about the nature of god the creation of the universe and the like from the day-to-day practice of religious faith 
the animosity in the debate evaporates. I take a lot of issue with this line as well because this is <laughs> this is really the this is the bastardization of Christianity and of religion as a whole that is going on mm-hmm. in society now. They're removing the theology, they're removing everything of substance, and they're making it all about the the feel goody day to day practices and and routines and stuff like that. Like that's that is not faith. That is not spirituality. That is not religion. That is like that's a habit that's not that's a routine no it's uh it's almost selfish right um you you take your your side out of it and you know we'll we'll be okay kind of thing like that you can't you can't take god out of theology like you can't do that (laughs) it doesn't work and you're just looking at you know behaviors like you said um i don't i don't know um it didn't it didn't that or that uh, i don't know I, I think when i started reading it i was more eh, and as i got towards the end it, it got kind of more interesting um and i think that was probably why that, that second paragraph was was a doozy um you know it just it because it does it, it leaves you with the same feeling i think as as the first article in the sense of like here we are back to you know moral behavior and there's no you know you're taking god out of everything taking jesus out of stuff and that what do you end up with you know it's just this amalgamation of nothing just feel good crap that doesn't get you anywhere or on the other side of the argument where you you have the like the intellectual types on the science side of it that they're removing all of the theology and the god and the the actual spirituality side of it and just boiling it down to uh you know customs and and habits and they're trying to they're trying to have this like um intellectual superiority over the people who believe in this like backwards religious stuff uh, you know i mean look where the enlightenment has gotten us yeah yeah no and that's that's it though right if you believe in this like you're just you're an idiot right like you're look we've explained it all you don't need god we've explained it all um and if you think if you don't believe us, like you're, you know, kind of backwards hillbilly, are you? Well, and, Which I mean, for some of us, and that's the thing. They're like, oh, how can you, how can you believe some of that, something like that that you know you can't prove? And like, there's a lot of stuff that you can't prove either. Why mm-hmm. do you believe? Why do you still believe your science? Your science well, has been proven to be wrong multiple times. That's why it's constantly changing. That's why there is no such thing as settled science because mm-hmm. it's always changing. They're always learning something new. There, there are things that that have been settled known facts for decades that then something comes along and they're like, Oh, well, we missed this. Look at this. This isn't right. And, and also you can't explain, like you can't explain the actual miracles that still do happen. Uh, I mean, you you suggested that maybe we could do some backstory stuff. Uh, So my, my mom (laughs) has told me many, many times and not only her, but uh, ladies of the church and stuff as well, that, my my parents couldn't have kids. Uh, they had four or five foster kids that they kept because they had tried and tried for years and couldn't have kids. And they did uh, like they prayed and anointed my mom with oil and laid hands on like all the women of the community and got together. And then uh, and then she got pregnant with me. Like she, I'm as far as she's concerned, I'm kind of a, a miracle baby. Like they they did the anointing and the laying of hands and everything. And mm-hmm. after 
trying for literally years then she got pregnant like what's what's the scientific explanation for that like you know like like what what changed just yeah you know there's yeah there isn't one yeah well that but that's it there's it, it there's things like that that yeah science doesn't doesn't get like it doesn't understand it and like you said science is changing it's always been changing and and you know they'll tell you that well that's part of science and okay it is but like it, I, I don't know what then why can't you have something that like doesn't change right faith doesn't change jesus doesn't change like cling to that and as we learn more with the science like you know it, it, embrace it but it's not one or the other it, it can't be and like I mean, even, even the scientific method, like we've, we've been seeing over the past like few years, like repeatability of, of experiments is, it's not there. It's not this golden standard that, that we used to think it was. And like, I mean, what does that mean? When you, you know, you, you think you have everything under control and you do the same experiment, you know, a hundred times with a hundred different scientists, like, do you get different results? Is that just bias? Maybe, but like, what does that say about your science then you know it, it's it's you, you when you put everything on man and everything in, in man's head like you just you lose so much i think um you know we we yes some of us are smarter than others right and some of these these scientists are, are brilliant right but that doesn't mean that they know everything that they can figure it all out it doesn't mean that they're not wrong once in a while or that they could be wrong or they could get something big wrong and something little that just spirals into something bigger you know um that we accept as fact and later on realize no it doesn't work like that and everything this guy did is for not you know um, doesn't mean there wasn't some variable in the original experiment that can never be repeated but it worked that one time so you know because that's kind of the way nature works is it is sort of mysterious and that's also why a lot of the early Christian scientists and, and religious scientists started looking at that stuff because they wanted to learn how things worked, how God was kind of shaping these things that seemed unexplainable. Um, it came out of a curiosity for what was for creation and a desire to be closer to knowing and understanding his plan for us. So like that's, those are your yeah. scientific foundations is getting closer yeah. to your creator. For sure. They are. Um, and and I, I think that's because there was a while when I, when I was away from religion in general, you know, and, and as I came back into it, like I kind of realized the, like how, how much we think we know, but like how much we, can't possibly know or we don't know or like you know we think like when when we when you do an experiment you think you have everything under control like whether it's you know the energies that we know about that we see the forces that we think come from here or there or do this or that like there there could be things that are totally out of our like imagination that we can't even think about we don't know about we can't process that that are impacting things that are, that are having a fact, uh, um, I guess an impact, but like, we don't know that we can't know that. And, and I'm okay chalking that up to God and his, like, you know, his, his doing, and, and he's in control of that. And, and that's okay. And I think when you get into the, the real sciencey part of it, you, you can't have that stuff. Um, 
you know you can't allow for for that we have to be all-knowing man um, i mean if you want to be like pure just say we take it straight to science and you just want to be like purely logical on it sometimes when when you see some of those things that happen in nature that are unexplainable it's the logical conclusion has to be that it's some sort of an intelligent design like evolution and Mm -hmm. nature don't work that way there's like there's no there's no evidence in any of history or any of any you know any scientific findings that that it works that way there has to be some sort of an intelligent design to it and if there is an intelligent design then there is a designer mm-hmm. and be that god or whatever you want to believe the it that's that's the logical conclusion but instead of like if you get into an argument with a a true like just trust the science or type they'll twist themselves all around in circles to explain why it's actually this like evolution that has huge gaps that you can't actually like piece together and there's no real explanation for it but that's it's because evolution that's the way evolution works yeah. like there's literally no physical ev- evidence of that anywhere in any of your science like you you would think you are taking a more religious and and going on faith approach to the idea of evolution and some of that stuff then like that's that's way more dogmatic than uh believing in an intelligent or intelligent design and and a god yeah you you would think with with evolution right like as we we understand it you think it'd show up somewhere else right you think you'd be able to find somewhere else because you know what here on earth right we have our building blocks of of life whatever they are right carbon and, and oxygen and um but who, who's to say then you know that you can have life on some other planet it utilizes different building blocks that worked for their system right like this is just the carbon just worked for us apparently um you know but like why, why can't like surely there would be life somewhere out there in in our realm of of seeing that that exists and, and it doesn't not yet anyway we haven't seen anything and uh I, you know i don't know i i evolution is one of those kind of interesting really when you, when you look into darwin and and huxley and everybody else kind of like huh okay if wait the a minute pure evolutionary theory were correct then every life should have developed or every planet should have developed life in some way some some variety yeah. right like that's yeah. if if the way that they want you to believe that it worked is how it worked then every planet should have developed life you know maybe maybe there was life on venus and they just like there was so much global warming that it just created that cloud cover and just heated it up so hot i think we're going the way of venus let's let's be honest right um <laughs> but <laughs> possibly so we're, we're gonna cook ourselves right um yeah, yeah so i think getting back to the article a little bit like i would say we got real sciencey but this is more of a uh, social science it is and they they all the physical like the ritual parts of it like i thought it was that that was really interesting to me that like you can kind of doing some of these these ritualistic behaviors creates 
positive behaviors um, later on. Uh, let me see where. So they, what did they do? They they had two people show up, two strangers, sit them across from a table from one another, put on headphones and tap a sensor on the table in front of each of them each time they heard a tone. For some of these pairs, the sequence of tones matched, meaning they'd be tapping their hands in unison. Um, and others, it was random. And then they create a situation where one one member of each pair got stuck doing long and difficult tasks. Not only did those who had been moving their hands in unison report feeling more connection with and compassion for their partner, who is now toiling away, 50% of them decided to lend a partner a hand, a big increase over the 18% who decided to help without having just moved the sink. Um, and there's all sorts of stuff like that. Like they had another example. Um, I forget what exactly it was. Maybe somebody, you know, saying like a grace thing before they ate and uh, or just being thankful for things. And then that person ends up being more, more helpful later in the day to somebody that, that might need help. Um, and that, that was kind of interesting to see how that, how that actually works a little bit in the sense of, you know, even just doing some, some things together um, can, can help you be a, a kinder person, a better person, a more, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they talked about how uh, engaging in a certain a certain amount of like med just basic meditation uh, mm -hmm. daily made people more compassionate. That mm. uh, being thankful and having gratitude made people more generous and honest and helpful. Uh, doing things in unison together made people more likely to to be helpful and, and compassionate towards other people. Like a lot of this stuff was, I don't, I don't understand why, why the social sciences are like surprised, surprised. by this <laughs> like it, for, for people who have, I don't know. I was raised in the church. I was raised in youth groups. I did that all through high school mm -hmm. and college uh, since, you know, getting out of college and getting married and moving all across the country, everywhere I've gone, I have tried to find a church or a uh, religious community to get involved with. And you make connections, you make friends, you're happier. You're just like, when you have those people, uh, there's actually an article that I'm going to be reviewing for an upcoming episode of my own show that talks about like the, the things that make people feel the most uh, like fulfilled in life that people who like report having the highest level of, of satisfaction and, and happiness in life. It's not because of the amount of money they have or the possessions or any of the things. It's not because they're successful in their job or any of that stuff. The reason that people experience higher levels of satisfaction and happiness in life is because of the connections and the relationships that they have building those and building those relationships is what is actually like fulfilling in life and that's that's what the church is it is a collection mm -hmm. of people who are relating to each other around this common thing and like why is it surprising to the social scientists that having a strong community and being uh, doing life alongside with other people is actually fulfilling and, and a good thing and a positive thing. I, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, 
you're, you're doing things alongside people, but I think it's important to note too, that it's people that are, are like-minded, right? You're doing the same task with the same goal in mind, whether it was, you know, like meditating because I was told to do so by this scientist person, or whether it's, you know, trying to, to spread, spread the good news or whether it's, you know, trying to, uh, you know, um, learn more about, uh, the Bible, who Jesus is or whatever it may be. Right. Like in church, I think it's, it's a solid idea and it's like the most important idea, right? My salvation, eternal life, like pleasing God. That's, that's a big goal. And I think when you are all like-minded towards that same purpose, the, the connection is going to be even stronger. Um, you know, as opposed to somebody that's just, you're you just, you know, your neighbor who, who, I don't know, you see and you communicate with, but you're not necessarily on the same, same page and you're doing different things. Like, I, I feel like when you're, when you're working together towards the same goal, it's, you're going to have more, a, a better outcome. Right? right. It's purposeful. It's not just, it's not just generic interaction with people. Like it's, right. you actually have a reason that you're doing these things. Even if that reason is no more than because we believe in the same God or whatever, like you have a, you have an actual purposeful connection. It's not just a happenstance or, or a, like casual in passing type of interactions. Like those aren't the things that are fulfilling to people. It's actually having meaningful connections. And that's what, you know, that's what faith and religion are all about really is at the, at their root. I mean, that's what the, the early church was, was formed around mm-hmm. that idea. It wasn't, they weren't just going out and creating churches to spread the, you know, to spread the Christian faith. They were creating communities. Like they were building things to mm-hmm. like, to help people. And, and that's like apparent all through the new Testament with, with, uh, you know, Paul's writings and stuff like that. Like it was, it was not, just evangelizing it was also building community and that's that's something that our modern society has has really lost i guess the the idea of the individual has overtaken the idea of uh of working together in community and and actually having i guess the see we're gonna get a uh, i try not to get (laughs) i try not to get political when i talk about this kind of stuff but it's hard not to like when you look at the way some of the social policies have been enacted with enforcing uh, certain levels of uh, forced integration and stuff like that. Not that there's anything wrong with having some integration, but when it's forced, when it's unnatural, mm-hmm. that's where it's a problem because then people aren't communing with one another. People are just right. being forced into a situation where they're likely uncomfortable with the people who are near them. And that's, you know, that's an important part of, that's an an important part of what makes religion work is because it's people who are there for a same, the same cause for the same purpose. Mm -hmm. It's the same, we we have the same goals. You're all on the same page. There's no, you know, discontinuity between, between it. You're all kind of going, and that's not to say that the individual doesn't exist, right? Like the individual is a huge part of, of the Christian walk, like that's still important. Like, it's not just, you know, this, this communist utopia of, of, you know, 
let's all build a church and we can all live together happy. And no, it's, it's, it's not right. There's, there's a lot of that um, individual. So I think, I don't know, that's, that's something important, I think, to hold on to not saying that you didn't, but um, <laughs> so Paul, man, I was gonna say, so back to the article, um, <laughs> so they, they talk about these different religious practices and stuff. And then, and then it gets to this paragraph here where the where, like uh the surprise my colleagues and I felt when we saw evidence of religion's benefits was a sign of our hubris born out of a common notion among scientists all of religion is superstition and therefore could have little practical benefit i'll admit that we're unlikely to learn much about the nature of the universe or the biology of disease from religion but when it comes to finding ways to help people deal with issues surrounding birth and death, morality and meaning, grief and loss, it would be strange if thousands of years of religious thought didn't have something to offer. Uh, you know, it gets back to kind of that, that second paragraph stuff. Like, yep. Unlikely to learn much about the nature of the universe or biology of disease from religion. Why? Like, wh why, why is religion separated from, from actual biology and science? That's anti that's antithetical to i can't ever say that word either <laughs> I am yeah i i i know it i that was yeah um where i was gonna go there i it, it i just I, I don't even know it's one of those things it's just like man like for real like i just i you can't you can't touch it you know it just forget it um and I get it, I guess, if like you're saying like, I, you know, I'm not going to learn like what a cell wall is by reading the Bible. Um, I'm not going to learn what, you know, uh, uh, mitochondria do uh, in, in the book of James. Like, okay, that's fine. But like, it, it's not, there's so much more there um, that I, I think take out and to just, to just leave it, right? And not, you just admitted that you learned something from religion. And now you're going to go ahead and you're going to throw it all out and say, well, we can learn this. We already learned what we were going to learn from religion, but forget it. You know, like, just think about what you just did, what you just said, and maybe, you know, keep that in mind as you move forward a little bit. And I think she said that, or he said that, you know, he will a little bit as he, as he watches and does new, new experiments, um, you know, we, we, we should be studying rituals and spiritual practices to understand their influence and uh, sign, uh, where appropriate, create new techniques and therapies informed by them. Um, and it does, it goes back to this wishy-washy nonsense, right? Of, of you can take out parts of it, but if you take out the, the most important part, like what, what are the parts worth anymore? You know, well, I mean, I do something, but that kind of goes to you know talking about doing it for a purpose and doing it for a a common goal like if you if you remove the theology you remove the the actual thing the actual purpose to these rituals and to like the buddhists aren't meditating just for the sake of like having quiet time and you know reflecting on stuff mm -hmm. like that that has a purpose in their religion in their faith that's that's their way of of connecting their spirit to the universe and being um you know being at one with everything and and all of that stuff uh 
the the Dhammapada disappointed me. I was expecting it to be a lot more uh, like deep and insightful, and it was just a lot of like really good common sense stuff that you should do in life to to have a peaceful, happy life. Mm-hmm. But you know, <laughs> the reason that they do those meditations and stuff is is to center themselves around that, and it's for a purpose. Like if if you took and it, and it actually I think it said that they had them do uh use like a buddhist style of meditation so it's 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 with a purpose if you just told these people like you need to do an hour of meditation every day and you leave them to their own devices of okay what's an hour of meditation just sitting quietly uh they're not going to get anything out of it they're not going to be insightful they're not going to they're probably not going to have any of the actual benefits that meditation had for the people who did it because it doesn't have a purpose if you're not doing it with a cause it's the same with you know it talks about uh people doing things in unison it talks about uh chants and prayers uh swaying and or whatever the uh yeah they called it for Stockholm. yes yes that's it um like that stuff isn't random like you're mm-hmm. you that's not a uh it's not like a, a random flash mob and even flash mobs aren't random like they're doing that for a purpose that's in unison right mm-hmm. like if you're just doing this stuff for no reason like if you see somebody singing and you walk up and start singing with them they're probably gonna think you're a weirdo but mm-hmm. when you're all doing it as a you know when your people are doing it as a community as a group or you're you're being put in a a personal connection type of a situation where there's a reason that you're doing this stuff together. That's where it's actually impactful. Like you can't take, you can't remove the purpose from all of these rituals and still get the same result. It's not, it's not going to work. And that's, that's what they're like when they, at the beginning, when they remove the theology and they remove God and Jesus and everything from it. And they just look at, they strip it down and they're just looking at the, the practices. Well, there's no way that you can remove all of that intent and that purpose from those practices like that is baked into it so yeah what you're seeing is the practice itself but what you're missing is the why why are Mm -hmm. they doing these things and that's and the why is what connects these people together and what makes it work yeah i I think it's it's kind of like a chicken and egg thing right and i don't think they they really i don't think you really hit on it at all um if if he didn't i missed it let me know but like you know what came first religion and then these rituals or did these rituals like were people doing these things because it made them feel good or or it doesn't even does it does it even make you feel good some of these things like helping people i guess maybe i, I don't know but like you know how did these rituals come to be? Was it just because like, you know, somebody woke up one day and was like, you know, I want to be a better person. What can I do to be a better person? And they just go and they figure out like, Oh, Hey, if, if me and my, my two friends and we start singing songs and swaying back and forth together and, and uh, meditating and and praying to something that uh, we, we don't believe in, but we're just going to, you know, pray to some, some sky daddy that we heard about or that we dreamt up like, Hey, cool. This works. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's how it happened. I, I just, I don't. Um, uh, but scientific like it, method would would probably dictate that that's <laughs> not the way that happened. 
so like you know but I, and i don't i don't think they address that really and i i wonder if he did in the book but um i'm kind of interested to read the book now after having mm-hmm. because you know the the this article is based the story of this article is kind of based around that so it does give me an interest in reading this book uh there was another book that was promoted to me this week that i, I don't have any interest in reading do you care to share <laughs> oh <laughs> No, that's, that's for another episode entirely. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we just—I just got a a new book from our in our men's group that I'm, I need to read. <laughs> Barely have time to read, but um, yeah, I I don't know, man. Like it just and it, and then it goes back to the same thing. And it's it's just it's all the same stuff. Like you you can't you can't cut it out. You can't leave it behind. And uh, here we are, you know. Um, at least at the end, there is a little bit of a, a white pill to it that um, he says, you know, like any good scientist, I'm simply following the data without prejudice. And it's humble. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I don't know that it's possible to to uh, follow the data without prejudice, no matter how much you try. And yeah. I think there is something that's cooked in. I mean, you can tell throughout the writing of this that like the the. uh pro-science anti-religion mindset and prejudice is cooked into all of this like it closes with you know yeah he is he and other scientists in his field are looking at this stuff and taking it seriously and and they they understand that like this stuff is important and this stuff does make a a difference societally and it helps people and they're they're willing to look at it uh, without having the lens of of religion as anti-science. Uh, yeah, on when they, I get when that, but there's there's still the lens of of it's not real and it's just a a habit, you know. Like why why do we why why do people do these these habits? Um, and they're still they're still taking taking god out of it right um it just where'd it go slow the progress of science itself limit its potential to benefit humanity so we're talking about the benefit of humanity um talking across these boundaries that usually divide us science versus religion one faith versus another they'll find new ways to make life better so it's it just i didn't get the feel that it's like we're, we're willing to accept that that god might be real and this this religion thing you guys have might be might be something to it but it's it's just it's it's, i don't know it's very soft uh there might be something to it we're gonna we're gonna look at your behaviors but we're not gonna look at the ideas behind them you know um i mean that is kind of the that is kind of the crux of this article is they focus on the activity but they miss the purpose behind the activity. Yeah. Which I mean, for somebody who is, I would say, just based on the reading, it it would seem that that this person has pretty thoroughly. Mm-hmm. De- he says he was raised Catholic, but uh, that doesn't mean anything, right? <laughs> and it seems he's pretty thoroughly divorced himself from all things faith and spirituality and religion. So now, for somebody. For somebody who is completely divorced from that world, 
obviously it would probably be easier to look at something and just say, okay, these are the things that these people are doing and they work and completely miss why they're doing. Yeah. But I mean, you would, you would think as a scientist, that would be the next question. You know, uh, I don't know if you've spent a lot of time in like corporate workplace type situations or environments, but when, whenever you have an incident, you have the five whys. So this thing happened. Well, why did that thing happen? Well, it happened because of this. Well, why did that happen? Well, it happened because of this. But why did that happen? Until you get to the core of, you know, what was the original thing that created this chain event of things that led to the final incident that happened? And then you can solve the problem. So you would think with, you know, that type of a, a logical mentality, which you would think scientists would use, uh, when you look at the the practices that religious people are doing, the next question you should ask is not, or you shouldn't just look at it and think, oh, they meditate and it works. Cool. We should implement that. You should look at the meditation and say, okay, why are they doing that? And then when you get that answer, say, okay, but why, why are they doing it? Like what facilitated that until you get to the heart of like faith and the things that connect us to each other and us to whatever higher power you believe in because that's that's at the root of it that's what makes it work it's not the practice itself of meditation it's the reason that you're meditating and the the deep personal connection that that has yep purpose 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 all right man i i'm Speaking of purpose, we can all go uh, read The Purpose Driven Life since the Southern Baptist Convention removed the that guy's church from their convention. <laughs> another topic for another show as well. Uh, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you all for joining us. If you want to find the article, I guess maybe I'll I'll put the article in the, the show notes, I guess. You can go read it yourself. Um, I don't know if Justin will do the same. I don't know where you're listening to this, if it's on his is a brumble or if it's on the my, my sub stack or wherever wherever you're finding it i don't know but uh thank you for listening and uh yeah I'll probably be back next week <laughs>